Disclaimer. Canned Expression and its host, Rochelle Roy, only condone fully legal street art performed through means operating entirely within the bounds of the law. The intent of this podcast is to teach more about the most interesting aspects of street art and the community to get more people involved in the activity in a legal, safe, and fun way. Street art should be practiced in a way which does not damage any private property and allows for you to express yourself in a non-destructive way. For more information, please check out your locality or municipality's regulations regarding public displays of art. Thank you. Now back to the episode. A lot of the time, when people unfamiliar with the street art community or what street art truly fundamentally is, try to envision what street art looks like today from the perspective of artists, their vision tends to be a little bit skewed towards a traditional media portrayal for late 80s, early 90s street art created with nothing more than a stencil and spray can. Although that is an accurate depiction of a lot of street art today, I'd go so far as to say the plurality of it, there's a lot more to the modern street art scene than a lot of people actually think. All throughout the world, innovations are coming out in all forms of art, and street art is no exception. We've gone far beyond the days of just a stencil and some spray paint. We're innovating. Welcome back to Canned Expression. My name is Rochelle Roy, and today we're going to be exploring the innovative technology emerging from the Graffiti Research Lab and how new tech is changing the game. You are now listening to Canned Expression. Now let me first explain what the Graffiti Research Lab really is, because a lot of people in and out of the street art community don't really know. So the Graffiti Research Lab was founded by Evan Roth and James Powderly, and they come to the community with a very academic background, having both received uh, graduate degrees, actually, masters in fine arts, and also being creators in different mediums of art, like music composition and graphic design. Following their academic background, they founded the Graffiti Research Lab after they saw a major discrepancy in the larger overarching art scene. Whereas their primary forms of artistic expression, like music and graphic design, have increasingly innovated, developed, and built on pre-existing practices to transform through all of these different artistic movements, street art almost seemed a little bit stuck in the past. Part of it is the fact that it's still considered a really new form of art, so there's less existing ground to evolve off of. But still, there's so much more to be done especially with a medium as inherently publicly visible as street art. For example, The Night Writer, which just came out a few years ago from the Graffiti Research Lab, and by the way, that's writer spelled W-R-I-T-E-R, is one of their recent developments that's helping resolve the illicit connotations of street art. The spray material uses a special chemical mixture which is only available at night and under low-light circumstances. Empirical studies have indicated that business owners in Paris, London, and Mexico City, areas where chapters of the research lab have been founded, are more likely to allow the night-written graffiti because it likely wouldn't be visible to customers during business hours, but could still serve as good promotion during off hours. In a similar vein is the LASER laser spray. Yes, they do insist that you spell it out like that when saying its name. And it's described as, quote, a computer vision system paired with a projector that enables one to write on walls using a high-power laser printer. 
Because this laser projection can be controlled remotely and is entirely temporary, it can be turned on and off on a whim, business owners have been similarly positive in their response, and it's actually opening up new opportunities for local artists. As smaller businesses in these regions are recognizing street art as less and less of a burden and more of an opportunity if nothing else, they are more willing to commission artwork created with these new high-tech methods. A lot of people look at these new emerging technologies and may understandably see them as fads or a little bit gimmicky in terms of developments they structurally hold for street art as a medium. In other words, they don't think there's going to be a real lasting impact to this new technology that's coming out. But to me, it just looks like a way to bridge the divide between an art form that's never truly entered the mainstream and an audience that might be able to see it in a whole new light. With the canned expression... I'm Rochelle Roy, and remember to keep spraying.